Fantastic. Okay, so I thought I'd have to do show and tell for my best thing that I ate this week. And um, so last not last week and the weekend before, uh, Glenn and I went out for dinner to this like restaurant called Onziam in Canberra, like amazing, amazing food, like this little neighborhood bistro-y kind of vibe, but the chef there really knows his stuff. Anyway, so one of the dishes we had was um, salami, thinly sliced with um, these these chilies like these pickled chilies and I was asking him about the pickled chilies and he was like, oh, I just get them from Fishwick markets so I went to Fishwick markets got myself some chili so they're called pepperoni so it's like pepperoni but with f's instead of p's and like they're just really crunchy really fresh a little bit hot but not too crazy anyway so I went to Fishwick markets got myself a jar and then of course I'm in the supermarket and what do I see? The pepperoni exactly the same brand so there you go if you shop at Woolies <laughs> they're really really good um yes i've got my big bad thanks to you mensu okay so plan for today is we are going to be talking about learning from daily weighing and this is a, a lesson that i haven't ever done but i was just like wow and i really like let's really do this because it's like anything else like weighing ourselves every day it's actually like a little skip, mini skill that we need need to learn just because you can look at the numbers it's like when you're being a scientist like you can look at that at the data and draw incorrect conclusions so you know you can be weighing yourself every day and giving yourself the wrong message and learning the wrong things from it so we want to make sure we avoid that um, so we're going to be talking about that today and just before we go I want you to set the intention of like wherever you're at with this journey like whatever you're working on whatever you're struggling with at the moment just know that you're going to get the exact lesson you need today and you don't need to know how that's true so just let that one that one sink in because it, it will it'll your subconscious will pick up on something something will be you'll be the exact lesson that you need so plan is a little bit of news we'll do a quick recap on where we're at so far um then we'll talk about hung, homework and then i've got here that we're going to talk about hunger but no we are going to be talking about weighing ourselves every day and we'll do a quick recap on why we want to do that um how we how we do it and then I want to go really specific on, you know, what causes weight to fluctuate up and down so that we can get all learn and get better at diagnosing what's going on and learning from that data. Uh, and if you're someone who isn't weighing yourself yet, like that's okay as well. Like this will be helpful for if you ever do decide to do weigh yourself every day in the future, just know that you can always like have a better understanding of it of it and that this will be here as a resource for you if you do ever decide to do that but also that you, you know if you don't ever want to have to do that you don't have to like everything we do in naturally healthy club i'm not going to force you to do anything because that's not very motivating and nobody likes doing stuff that they like someone telling them to do something so just know that if you are ever going oh you know maybe i might do an experiment for two weeks and just see what happens and how it feels and you can you, you'll be able to come back to this um, to this lesson. Okay, so news is um, we're still into week two of the daily practice challenge. And I actually was coaching a couple of people. And they're like, they were, they said that um, they were like, no, nah, I don't want to do this challenge, and so they're not. And I was like, that is brilliant. So the daily practice challenge, if you want to do it, it's there, it's fun, and I'm loving it. But also, if you want to like be a conscientious objector, that's cool too. Like, it's so fun that we have like, some people get really inspired by star charts and stickers, like I do. And then some people like, that's totally not for me. So I love, I love that. That made me laugh. 
Uh, I've been doing one-on-one strategy sessions with people. If you haven't booked yours yet, there was an email I sent out, not last week, the week before with a link. If you've lost that, just um, reply to any of the emails that I send you and Caroline will send you that link so you can schedule in um, your time. Um, Okay, what else? Uh, um, Oh, yeah, I'm doing it next week. We are scheduled to do a bonus call on cooking for special dietary requirements. So that will be straight after. So this call, it'll be like back to back. So if you have special dietary requirements, you want to show up for that one, that will be then. And then the following week, I think it is, we'll be doing, or maybe the week after, we'll be doing the stopover drinking call at that same time. So straight after this hour. Uh, And just a reminder that the private podcast um, is available for you and I'm still doing the thought for the day. So that's there. And if you want to, um, the link to that is in circle down the bottom. There's a link that says private podcast feed. So you might want to book that, mark that page, or there's links there to subscribe to in all the different platforms. So that's there as well. Okay. And then the other big exciting news is that I'm launching a new coaching group. So um, it's called Joyful Cooking in 90 Days. And really it is all about helping people. So Naturally Healthy Club, that's all about helping you have a healthy relationship with food, build all their habits, lose weight, all that, 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 that part of the, the food and have a healthy relationship with alcohol, like that piece of the, the health puzzle. But I decided to actually, like, I really love this container of coaching. And I just can just, because in the past I've like, I've run courses and, and yes, like some people have got results, but also, um, you know, a lot of people, like it's, it's hard to learn in that course environment. Whereas in coaching, like you've got that extra accountability piece and the community piece. And also I can adjust the curriculum based on how everyone's responding so that we're kind of like I'm learning from my students and I think I'm just a much more it's just a much more effective way to help people and to teach so I thought wouldn't it be fun if I just like just created a a coaching group around that and so I thought yep 90 days so it's going to be a three-month thing going to first group's going to start in March and I got um, an email from Lisa S um, just saying like, what's the difference? So I thought I'd, um, I'd actually had, I thought I'd set it up so that you guys didn't receive messages about it, like Naturally Healthy Club. But because I, my initial thought was if someone's doing the work in Naturally Healthy Club, that's more important to stay focused on that work. Um, but Lisa messaged me about it. So she heard about it. So I was like, well, I better mention this on the call. And basically um, Lisa had asked, is it similar? And so Yes and no. Yes, it's a coaching group. Yes, there'll be uh, like a circle, like online group as well with that. So they'll have that accountability piece. But the focus is going to be totally on cooking and learning that skill, uh, all those skills that go around cooking. So seasoning, um, having like these go-to meals. So there is some overlap, like I'm calling them muscle memory meals. So like meals, but and it's really designed to like help people get excited about cooking and feel really confident that they've got a few good recipes go-to recipes that they can just walk into the kitchen and cook um, and then and all the kind of skills that go around that so being able to season well being knowing how to substitute and they're kind of the three main skills skills that I'll be teaching in that but then I'll also help them with the mindset stuff so there will be some overlap in terms of coaching skills but the it won't be a weight loss focus and it won't be a um, you know, relationship with food focus it's really more 
this is about cooking and Naturally Healthy Club's about your whole relationship with food. So I hope that that makes sense. So if any of you are in um, your first six months of Naturally Healthy Club, like if you if you only just joined in January, um, highly recommend that you just like I actually will not let you into this joyful cooking program yet because I think it's more important to like focus on your relationship with food, focus on learning how to stop when you've had enough and all the skills that we're learning here first um, before. But if you're someone who's been with me for longer than six months and you're not sure, like you're, um, and you're, you're kind of in that place where you're on the way, either achieving your goals or you're well on the way to achieving your goals. And if it feels like it would be fun, then, then maybe like that could be a good option. But if you want to stay focused here on the, the relationship with food stuff, like that's cool too. So I think Lisa, for you, like it might be fun to, to go and, um, like because you you're pretty much you know you you're, your weight's trending you know where you're going so it might be good but for everyone just trust your judgment of like what feels fun what would feel most nourishing nurturing to you to stay focused on naturally healthy club stuff and your relationship with food or to like you know explore a new skill so that was i didn't mean to spend that, that much time on that so i hope that that makes sense does anyone have any questions or um anything like that I'll just go on to recap. Um, okay, so first week we went change is possible. We spoke about changing your self-concept and the manifesto. Week two, we did belief plans and there was an exercise there of uncovering like the obstacle thoughts and the beliefs that are holding you back. Um, and then we also did this exercise to create a list, like a, to create a list of beliefs that you want to have about yourself to help you change your self-concept. Then in week three, um, that was around we track our progress. And so we spoke about weighing ourselves every day and we did a quiz to like set a baseline of how to track our progress. And we'll be revisiting that quiz at the beginning of each month. So that's going to be a nice, fun way to check in with how. Um, and that's really to help us see how we're changing our relationship with food. So there's like the scale to measure the numbers, but also like the, this was more to measure the the psychographic kind of stuff. Um, then we did week four was maximizing pleasure and we spoke about goals and setting goals. Then we had the live event, um, which was, um, well, so in the first hour of that, we did self-talk and your self-concept and habits. So we went really deep on those things. Then I went through our four-part process in the second hour. And then the third hour was all around nutrition and um and this exercise to come up with your go-to meals. So if you haven't done that exercise, I think that's a really fun one to do and it's, it's going to, to be helpful. So you could go in, in circle in the um, live events section, you'll see like week three, love, hour three nutrition, just go to that and that'll be go-to meals. That, that'll give you the details of that, that challenge, uh, that exercise to do. Okay, then week five was, was last week we spoke about hunger. Um, so that was you know, the three different types of hunger. And I knew it was week six. There we go. Learning from a um, daily weighing. So that's what we're going to be covering this week. And just want to reiterate, like if you miss some less sessions, just like don't get into this thought of like I'm falling behind. Just jump back into the current session because as you can see, I'm recapping, we're going to, and just trust that you're where you need to be and you're getting, you'll get the lessons that you need and just, you know, show up for coaching and like it, it's not this linear thing. So I just wanted to remind you, like, just jump back into the, the, the current lesson and 
and jump back into doing the process. Okay, so homework, got the daily practice challenge if you want. <laughs> um, week, weekly calls and joining the circle group. So you guys, I think everyone's done that. Um, creating your belief plan is that was the exercise from week two. Um, homework from the next point was to start tracking. So to take that quiz and to experiment with weighing yourself every day if you want to. Um, then the next homework was to set a process slash skills goal and a fa uh, like a numerical goal and add those to your belief plan. The homework after that was to post your first review in, um, in Circle. And if you haven't done that, like when you're ready, it's there for you. And there's a template. So if you go to um, reviews, the, the post at the top of that has a template to show you what to do but there's no wrong way to review basically just you can write whatever comes into your head if you want um, but I really encourage you to to do that process because just the thought of like just that taking a few minutes to to evaluate like to look at what's working what's not working and evaluate accelerates your progress so much more like it's a thing I learned from my business coach and she's so so right like she was always harping on about it and it really makes all the difference um, then our homework from last week was to create your list of go-to meals, so um, which I just mentioned from the nutrition hour of the live event. Okay, and then now, so that's homework. That's where you're at. And there's actually no new homework added today. So there we go. Um, and then, so now we're going to talk through our four-part process. And just want to remind you that the reason we have this process is that when you're changing anything, your belief in yourself and your ability to change is wobbly. And that's normal for all of us when we're learning new skills, right? And so what we want to, and the, re so the reason I've created a process and the reason we have a process is so that you can lean on the, the belief of the process, like trusting the process as you're building your belief and trust in yourself. So that's, really when you're like when your thoughts can't like going to I won't be able to do this where I like just coach yourself and go no I've got this process I'm going to follow the process I'll trust the process it's worked for all these other people it's worked for Jules like it's going to work for me as well uh, and the other reminder is um, just to remember that like coaching's like Netflix so like there's four parts to this process. There's a lot of concepts that I teach, teach, and not every concept is something that you need to be all over and 100% all in on in order to get results. So you're not supposed to, like, if you think about Netflix, like you're not, so, you don't sign up for a Netflix subscription thinking that you're going to watch everything on Netflix. Like, uh, <laughs> that would be like so overwhelming. Um, so it's the same here. Like you're joining and you're going to just trust your inner discernment that the pieces that feel the most important and useful to you go go deep on those and the stuff that doesn't feel so applicable to you, like leave it for now. And knowing as you change, like that, that can change as well. So you might want to come back to things as we go. Okay, so our pro four part process. Um, is and the, the way we remember it is just we pret p r e t so which is French for I am ready, and so p is for practice so that's doing our daily five minute exercise, um, and you know the belief plan work is the most important part of that but we also there's a lot of other options of things that you can add into your daily practice so um, you know just experiment and make that what what works for you but as long as you're doing like like as long as you're 
you have one belief and you're just checking in with this work like once a day like that will make that'll be enough to make a difference and it could even be that change is possible and you're still just saying that to you writing that down every day or you're writing down your goal every day like that is enough to make a difference r is for reviews i've just spoken about that um e is for enough and this is that skill of learning to tune into our tummies and stop eating when we're satisfied. And I know a lot of you have started to dip your toes in the water on that skill. And next week we're going to, um, now that we've got the, the daily practice challenge will be done and we've got that habit embedded or on the way to being embedded, the next skill we're going to focus on is this skill of learning to stop when we've had enough. So um for now, we just want to, I just want you to start tuning into yourself and just keeping an open mind of like just noticing your thoughts about this. Or oh, is this going to be hard for me? Like whatever. I just start playing around with the idea that it's possible that you could learn this skill. Um, and then you know, next week we're going to start um, getting really into that. That. Uh, and then T is for so P-R-E-T and the T is for tracking progress. So um, we, I mentioned the questionnaire that we're going to do again in beginning of March and today and the other thing for tracking progress is weighing ourselves every day. So um, let's talk about that. So just a quick recap. So why do we want to weigh ourselves every day? Basically, because there's no surprises. It gives you more immediate feedback than if you're like trying to, if you're trying on your jeans, like that can be helpful. Um, if you've got a pair of a skirt or some pair of pants or something. However, um, it's like it can take a while. And you can also then you can have bloating and stuff. So, you know, it can take a while for clothes and measurements to change. So I love that daily, you get that daily feedback. We want to do it daily versus weekly because just from a statistics perspective, you're getting a more clear picture. The more data points you have, the clearer the picture. But of course, we don't want to weigh ourselves more than once a day because of course, you have fluctuations throughout the day. So we want to weigh ourselves first thing in the morning before we've had anything to eat or drink and wearing the same thing or not wearing the same thing, um, being naked if you want and yeah, just having that consistency. So if you forget one morning, don't weigh yourself after breakfast because obviously that's just that that data point isn't relevant. It has to. You need to have that consistency in your like. So think about your inner scientist. You want to keep every, all the variables as consistent as possible so that you're actually getting good data to to guide your decisions. Um, um and. Yeah, so, and also, like, there's research showing that people who weigh themselves on a regular basis are way less likely to be less to be less likely to be overweight, and they're also likely, if they have lost weight, to maintain that. So it's like, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, and that thought comes up that people always challenge me on, but what if I don't want to obsess about my weight? And I read this from Daria Rose. She says, you know, fearing and avoiding the scale doesn't make you any less of a slave to it. So if you want to stop obsessing, step on the scale every day without feeling shame or pride. Um, and I think a few of you have, have experienced that of like when you start doing it every day, it just doesn't become this big thing like when you were having like a once a week or a once a month weigh-in kind of thing. Okay, so that's why we want to do it. If I haven't sold you on that, then maybe I never will. <laughs> and that's okay too. Uh, so let's now talk about um, how we go about weighing ourselves every day. So this is, an, again, a recap. And I just mentioned first thing in the morning, wearing the same thing, preferably after we've gone to the loo, um, 
treating it as an experiment. So you want to have this primer thought before you get on the scale, just to like coach yourself of like reminding yourself, I'm just doing this to learn. I'm not using, this isn't, the purpose of this isn't to make me feel good or bad about myself. This is to help guide me in, it's just a way for me to track my progress and to help guide me in my decision-making. Um, and I think it's really super important that you graph your results. So um, there's different apps out there. Um, and what you want to do is like be prepared for the thoughts and feelings that are going to come up. And remember, that, again, this is a new skill. So if you haven't been doing it for a while or you, you used to weigh yourself and there's a lot of baggage around numbers and stuff, like just know that this is a new skill and you're going to get better at being dispassionate as you, the more you do it and the more you learn and understand about it. Um, so just be, be, just be onto the thoughts that come up around this. Um, so yeah, you want to like just prime yourself with, I'm doing this to learn and you want to, and also I think it's helpful to remind yourself that like, you're not a better or worse person because this number is up or down. Like you are amazing, beautiful, intelligent, witty, successful, regardless of what this number is. Like your worth as a human is completely separate from, from this number. Um, yeah. Sue said, I, I like the idea of weighing, of weighing just being just information gathering rather than being a judgment issue. Exactly. So, and cause it, it's not like you are like, you aren't a better person at a lower weight than you are. Like, you know, that's not, a, it's not a character. It's not a character trait. Um, and I'm curious if Sue's ever, if Sue started to think about weighing herself again, I know you, that's something that you, you um, had some resistance to in the past. So, um, okay. So now let's talk about the things that cause weight to fluctuate up. And then we'll talk about things that cause weight to fluctuate down. And so we want to get really clear on these. And there's a resource in circle under resources. that says things that cause weight to fluctuate. I think <laughs> um, it was very creative with that title. And so that's there that these notes that I'm going through, that's in circle. So you don't have to write it down. Thanks. Um, Caroline's posted that in the link to that in the group so i've got the first thing is eating more than enough the second thing is eating more than enough and the third thing is eating more than enough so usually the most likely thing is eating like more food than you need um, then the fourth thing i've got here for things that cause weight to fluctuate up is grazing and the reason i've got that that so what i mean by grazing is just like when you're randomly snacking and you're not having proper meals and the reason why I put that in separately is just because I noticed for myself, if I have a day where I'm grazing and picking in when I'm cooking, it's like, it's, it makes it just more, much more difficult to stop when you've had enough because you're never really full and you're never really empty. Like you're just going food, going in all day. And even, um, although I'm much better, like I, I'm much better at not grazing anymore. So it's a, not becoming a problem, but that's the kind of the first low hanging fruit to look for just think back well was I grazing or did I did I have did I have a proper dinner yesterday you know and just think through through that one um, the next one I've got here is salt and so there, if you have like you'll notice with soy sauce or if you have something really salty like a lot of um, if someone puts a lot of salt on your food but soy sauce is the thing that I really notice um, and the reason salt causes your weight to go up is because you retain more water um, when you have too much salt so that, of course, if you have a day of having normal sodium, then that, that weight will, will, will go down the next, like you'll lose that the next day. It's not actual fat on your body. It's just this extra water being stored. Um, 
Then the next thing is high carb foods. So um, with so and the way, reason that carbs in particular cause us the weight to fluctuate up way more than you expect is just because of the the nature of how our bodies like the kind of chemical process that our bodies store carbohydrates. So for every like gram of fat that we store it's just one gram of fat. Like it's just one, one gram to one gram or one ounce to one ounce. But for every gram of, um, of, of protein that we, of carbs that we eat and store, then we, um, we actually just the chemical process of it is that we actually need to attach like four grams, four molecules of water to that. So it's like four, four. So for one gram of gram of, um, carb you're actually storing five grams total because it's the carbs plus this extra water um, that's part of that chemical process um, so that's why you'll have you can have pizza and you'll think oh i didn't really have that much and then the weight's really high or you have rice and like you know that will really do it for me like it'll make your weight much higher and and that's why and so what we want to be careful of is so you could from that go oh well i shouldn't if i want to lose weight then i don't have rice or i don't have pizza and you just or don't have sushi you know you just want to be careful of that thought because i can't or i can't have sushi and the thing is that yes you can because the next day like so the so say it's the same as the salt so you have your high carb foods weights up the ne next day you eat not a not not a heap of carbs you know the following day and then all that water, like your body's burning the, the carbs that you ate the previous day, and that water just gets out. And so the scale will come back down. So you'll see that you'll, and as you do this, you'll see. And so you, it can be fun to do an experiment. I'm going to have sushi and just see how, how, how it goes on the scale. And you'll see that, that the, there'll, there'll be a spike up and then it'll come down. And that's, that's just what's happening in the chemical process. So some people make the mistake of seeing that up and go, oh, I should never have sushi, but they really love sushi. And so that becomes a problem because, um, because, you know, then they, that builds their desire for sushi and then they want to have more, like it just kind of gets them into that psychological hunger. Um, so, you know, which we want to avoid. And it's just, you know, that's no, not a fun way to live. So when you have carbs and the scale goes up, you just got to remind yourself, okay, this is going to come back down tomorrow. And then all, but also be mindful of, okay, well, you know, the, the quantity as well, like, so, okay, well, I had like five pieces of pizza last night. Like what would happen if I had just stopped it? Two, and I had some salad with it as well to make it, or I had some nuts with it as well to make it more substantial. Or I had some protein with it to make it more substantial. And just treating it as this experiment and not this all or nothing thing of like, oh, okay, well, what happens if I have less? And is that enough for me still to feel satisfied? And how does that impact on the scale? And you just like do these little experiments with yourself. You can do them every day. <laughs> like it's like, and just like, it's not this drama. It's not this, I can never have rice if I want to lose weight. Like don't draw that conclusion. The conclusion is, okay, well, maybe I, if I want the scale, like if I want to lose weight, I need to look at my quantities of rice and the, how often I'm having it. And also just being mindful of, okay, well, it's just a temporary blip. So, you know, maybe I love, love rice so much that it's worth me doing, having that temporary blip every week or two times a week or whatever, but you work out the rhythm and you're in, you're in control. So we want to make decisions based on what, what feels good for you. And also like, what are the things that you really love? Because denying yourself rice forever, if you really love rice, for me, if I didn't ever see another bowl of rice again, like totally no drama. If I didn't ever see any sashimi again, I would be, I would, that would be a drama for me. Um, but yeah, so it just depends on what your preferences are. 
Um, okay, and then the other things. So so far we've got eating more than enough three times. Grazing causes weight to fluctuate up. Um, high salt because it causes water retention. High carb because of the storage with the extra water. Um, constipate, and that's why actually I should have said that when people go keto, they'll lose like. A lot of weight rapidly and that's because they're like burning up all their glycogen stores they're storing like there's a lot of carbs there and so you'll, they'll see that first big dip and then it isn't and that isn't so um dramatic after that and i'm definitely not saying anyone should ever go keto because i think it's like not fun, a fun way to eat um okay so but if you want to of course like anything you know if it feels if it fills your soul with joy then that's definitely go go for it okay so that's and then the two last things on causing weight to fluctuate up, the constipation. And a lot of people overlook this, but your digestive health is so key here. And I really see, see that. And actually when I'm like, if I, my weight's up like unexpectedly, that's the first thing I think about. It was like, oh, how is, or if my weight's down, I'm like, how is my, you know, number twos. And like, you really see it. Like if, if you're, and I, I've coached people on this as well, like that, their weight starts going up and they're like, and when I ask about their digestive health, they're like, oh, you know, got a bit of a problem with the constipation. So that's, you know, not fun to think about, but a really real impact. And it's interesting that with that constipation piece, so when you're pregnant, our bodies naturally, um, one of the hormones, I can't remember which one, actually slows down our, like the digestive process, like through the gut so that it's like you're way more likely to get constipated when you're pregnant and the reason the body does does that is so that you're able to absorb extra new like every single nutrient from the food that you're eating so that's why like you know when i was pregnant i didn't think i was eating much, any extra food and like for my first pregnancy i put on 25 kilos like 50 pounds um, that was that's a whole other story but yeah like so that's part of the process is that when you're constipated and you're transit time is lower your body's actually absorbing more nutrients from the food you eat so you could eat the same amount of food and um and you'll actually gain weight because your body's absorbing because it's not just what goes in your mouth it's what your body actually how your body actually metabolizes and uses and so if you're if you're um, so if you're you've got diarrhea you're eating this food but it's just coming straight through you and oh, <laughs> I should get some cold this ones um, and and so of course like your your like your body isn't absorbing it so there's no weight to store um, so that's something to be really mindful of like don't just gloss over this one like that's a really big factor and then the last one is um, heavy weight sessions can cause weight to fluctuate up. And I've read this and one of the members in the group said she experiences it, but I think she must lift really heavy weights because I personally don't. Like I just did a weight session this morning, like my arm session, and you know, I've never seen it go up, but maybe I just need to be a bit more hardcore on my, on my weights um, so that, that it can be a thing. Okay, and then let's talk about the things that is actually let's check in and how's everyone going with this? Is there anything that's not making sense or you want more clarification on? Or um, you know, do you have any questions? Is there something that you've noticed about your like when you weigh yourself and um, you know what what comes up for you? Just type in the chat and let me know so I can help you with that. Um, I'll just keep, no one's typed anything, so I'll keep going. Um, so things that cause weight to fluctuate down, so stopping when you're satisfied, 
stopping when you're satisfied, stopping when you're satisfied. Um, eating proper meals as opposed to grazing, like I think that's really important. Um, get, getting enough protein, so high protein foods will cause your weight to come down. And I think that's just because when you're eating that, that protein, it's more around just that feeling of satisfaction, like that feeling satisfied um, helps you stop overeating and looking and then you're know, going for snacks later on rather than you know there's not actually a physical chemical reason for protein to be um, to cause your weight to fluctuate down like we have with the high carb um, yeah yep excellent Stephanie said my weight always goes down after drinking due to dehydration I believe absolutely so you've just the next perfect timing, Stephanie. So the next one point on my list <laughs> is um, is dehydration. Um, is dehydration. So if you haven't had been drinking as much water, like that can cause the weight to fluctuate down. And if you've had alcohol, that's often something that's surprising for people is that they had a boozy night and it actually causes the weight to fluctuate down for two reasons. So sometimes, of course, you have a boozy night, then you overeat. And so the weight doesn't, like the weight will be up, but sometimes, and this happens to me a lot, is like I have, it happened to me the other night, I've actually got to can show you on the graph, that um, had not a boozy night, but I had two glasses of wine, which is more than I normally have these days. And um, so, I, yeah, and that causes me to be dehydrated the next morning. And the other thing with alcohol you'll notice is that you do a big, poo because alcohol is a toxin and it's killing your gut microbes so you'll do a bigger poo you'll be dehydrated and the weight will be down so it depends on if you've overeaten as well on top of that whether where how how you how that that translate on from the scale um, but yeah that's definitely something to be aware of um, sheila's asked jules do you consider nuts and cheese to be protein um, yeah, they are a source of protein, Sheila. So yeah, like definitely including nuts and cheese, but I wouldn't have a, a meal of cheese and nuts thinking that I was getting good quality protein there. Like um, I guess cottage cheese maybe, but yeah, like like I think you know, tofu or eggs or muscle meats, like you want to be like, you know, that cheese and nuts, yeah, great to add supplemental protein, but I wouldn't be having them unless you're vegetarian and then that's kind of limiting your options, then I would that would consider them. Um, and same with legumes. Like, you, you know, I if that's your only option because you, your you know, dietary preferences and requirements, then, you know, then legumes, yes, count them as protein, but there are a lot of carbohydrate for, for the protein that you're getting there. So the the best is if you have, um, if you can to be eating like um, tofu is probably the best vegetarian one, but eggs and muscle meats and fish. Uh, why Debbie's saying wine historically would make me retain water and gain weight. So unlikely, Debbie, it's probably like more likely that you're either overeating with wine or that. Um, so you're eating more when, when you have wine and you're not really noticing that because um, alcohol definitely doesn't cause or that you're having like salt with it as well. So the food that you're having is maybe if you're out, you're having 
if you're eating, if you're normally cooking at home with not a lot of salt and then you're going out to a restaurant and you're having wine at the restaurant and then there's probably more salt in the food and so that that's would be causing the water retention like physically alcohol doesn't cause you to um, i guess if you're having beer then that's got the um the carbohydrate with it so that will cause it to to be higher um Okay, Karen's asked, can sleep or lack of effect weight fluctuations? So that's actually brilliant timing again, Karen. So, oh yeah, things that cause weight to fluctuate down. So dehydration, alcohol, and the last one's diarrhea. So no fun for anyone, but it will cause it to go right down. Um, and of course, because you're not absorbing the nutrients and because, you know, that that gut is, system is not full anymore. It's not, it's not, not there. Um, so yes, other factors, are, but so those are the key ones that I, I think are the major factors that directly have a direct influence. Things like sleep, um, that I, I don't think it can, it's not so much causing it like a particular fluctuation, like, like, like a, a big spike or not, but what will happen is if you're having lack of sleep is that your appetite will be um, harder to control and you'll notice like that you're hungrier and that will cause you to eat more which will indirect and that the eating more food will cause you to the weight to be up um, let's see what else have we got um, um, oh yeah so sleep activity levels that's the other thing is like I never we'll do a whole um, separate class on my thoughts around exercise but basically and like if I ever hear if your brain ever tells you oh I didn't I went for a walk I never think I went for a run yesterday my weight like is up or I didn't go for a run today my weight is down like oh no whatever the opposite of that like I don't ever think about my activity levels in terms of um in terms of the numbers on the scale in terms of these fluctuations because it's just like just what happens is your body is very wise and if you exercise more it will make sure that it gets gets the right it will balance out those extra calories so never ever have the thought that this is one thing that i think is it's so destructive that is that oh, i just didn't i should have gone for a walk i should have done more more movement like don't, not zero <laughs> like yes it does impact your like yes it does have an Im impact but don't be using that as a reason why the scale is up the next day because it just it, it's not helpful and it's also like your body's wise it's going to balance that out so don't be thinking about that um don't be using that as, a, as a, an excuse um, again, stress and insulin resistance, they will impact the longer trends as well. So if you're insulin resistant or you're stressed out, like that's kind of the same as being insulin resistant, like it messes with your hormones. And so um, it messes with that system of how your body's storing carbohydrate. And so that will impact the longer term trend depending but it's not going to cause this daily fluctuation because you're going to be if you're stressed if you have a stress one stressful day like that's unlikely to cause your your weight to spike you it's kind of like an indirect thing so you have a stressful day and therefore you overeat because you're stressed or you're comfort eating because you're stressed and that it's but it's the actual eating that's causing the weight to be up it's not the stress stress like it's a, it's, it's the, it's like the precursor to that. 
Um, so yeah, because and so those, those things, sleep, activity levels, stress, and insulin resistance, yes, they influence your appetite and your ability to process different things. Um, but they're like they'll impact the longer term trends rather than these daily fluctuations that you get. Okay, so I've got some, I'm just thinking the best way to do this. Um, we might go do some screen sharing and I'll show you some charts. And I just need to figure out how I can do this without. So Lisa was, Lisa S was very kind to share her chart. So she started in the group in July last year. And let's do screen share this one. Awesome. There we go. Look at this. Share. Okay. Great. So can um, Lisa just want to give, can you guys see that? See my screen now and see that? Awesome. Thank you. Um, so this is Lisa's graph for the last month. So I just want you to showing you this to so like this is normal. This is exactly what happens is that things go up and down, you know, this day here, like, you know, whatever. We don't need to know what Lisa was eating. But you can see like when you look at this monthly trend that overall, like she's trending down, but within that you get the ups and downs. And then when you look at this trend, this is so this is like since she started this weighing, so over six months, eight months, whatever, seven months, um, you can see the trend and how it how it's gone down, and then it's kind of went was kind of stag stagnant for a while, and then it's gone down again. So that's kind of like a beautiful, beautiful graph, but yours might not look like this, and that's totally okay. I'm just showing you that. This spike, see how the, the, when you look at it on the month, like how that, the average, how it smooths out. Whereas when you're looking at day to day, it's, it is this spiky kind of up and down thing. Um, but you can, and that's one of the powers of having graphs is that you can then see the trends. Um, and then, so just, you know, it helps to help. And again, it helps to guide you. So if your graph, like it ends up being flat or it starts going up like that's okay too it's you're not a bad person it's just and you don't want to go to this thought of like nothing's working it's not working you just want to go okay well you know what can I learn from this and just see it as as that and then I also thought I'd show my graph so this is for this month um so this is like me like I'm really good at stopping when I've had enough it's very rare for me to overeat or pick these days but even so like these are this is in kilos you can see like it goes like up past 58 this is just in the last two weeks like you know, it's been up higher than 58 and then down lower than 50 that was like 56 and a half kind of thing so like you know plus or minus one and a half kilos so it's plus or minus three pounds and this is me i mean pretty low carb um, yeah, I'm pretty good at list stopping when I've had enough. And so if I'm, I'm getting these trends and so this is just, I just wanted to show you this just to, so you know, like that's just like normal to have these spikes. And I can actually tell you so that like this spike here on the day before I did this experiment where I was like, cause I've been reading about protein and I was thinking, oh, I wonder what would happen if I ate more protein at dinner. So I had like, I'd cook this, um, actually it was Doreen's, um, jalapeno chicken so poached some chicken breast and then had like sour cream and um jalapenos pickled jalapenos with it that I made my own pickled jalapenos really good but I was like okay I'm just gonna eat all this chicken and just see what happens and of course I ate all that chicken and then the next day the, like my weight was up so 
like no dramas it's fine like did I have a bad day no I couldn't I'm sure I had a maybe I did have a bad I don't know but if I did have a bad day it was completely independent of the scale so my thoughts were oh okay that was my chicken experiment if I eat too much if I eat more than my body wants and needs of chicken like you know I've had too much and the weight's going to go up and that's like no dramas so then it came back down and then this spike down here was um that was actually an alcohol one, I think. And then this one, so that was like we went out to dinner. I think that would have been it. And then pretty stable. And then this one here was I had diarrhea, so which you don't need to know about. Um, and so, you know, back to this. And then so this was, yeah, that then digestive health restoring to normal and then back to um, back to smooth, smooth sailing of like pretty consistent. So there we go, a bit of, bit of show and tell. Um, stop sharing. Okay. Okay, does anyone have any other questions or how we, how we just gonna check in with the group, see how everyone's going? Thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing that. It was, it was nice to have that beautiful graph. Um, okay. No? Oh, is there an app that you can recommend? I use the Fitbit app, F-I-T-B-I-T, because that's what my scale is. But I think Lisa uses a different one. So if you could type that in the chat, please, Lisa. And there's another one I know of um, that some people use called Happy Scales. So, um, yeah, there's, I think there's, there's heaps of options. So Judy, Lisa will sort you out. Okay, so let's just talk about some sneaky thoughts that come up when we're weighing ourselves. And um, there we go. Thanks, James, that you like happy. Yeah, that's it. AKI, AKI BMI um, is the one that Lisa uses for anyone that's listening to the replay. Um, it's free. Um, okay, so sneaky thoughts. So what you want to just be onto yourself is like when you're weighing yourself, like what are, what are the thoughts that are coming up? And you want to do a little bit of self like coaching yourself in the moment. So if you, and one of the common things when people first start doing this is that they'll, um, if there's the scales like unexpectedly high, they'll be like, Oh, this doesn't make sense. But I did like, I did everything right. I was so good yesterday. You know, I was being so good. And like when you're in that mind frame of like, I did everything, I'm perfect. I did everything right. And this isn't fair. Like tell your teenager self to like <laughs> stop. <laughs> Cause like when you're in that mind frame of, I was doing everything right. This isn't fair. Like you can't access the learning. You can't, you can't see how you could be improving. You can't, you're not in the right frame of mind because you're feeling like, you know, entitled and, that it like, you know, I should quit because it's not working. So, so when you have thoughts like that, you just want to catch them and don't make yourself wrong for having the thoughts, but just go, hang on. Okay. Like, yeah, of course I feel like I did everything right. And this, this, I am surprised at this and I'm a bit disappointed and that's okay. Like, it's okay for me to be disappointed, but what can I learn from this? And if you're not sure, like, um, you know, but if you, if you're really not sure, then just know you can like message me or post in the group and we can coach together and we can diagnose, we can work it out together, or you can come back to this list of things that went, caused the weight to go up and down. So, and actually I've got some, and so you want to approach it from like 
not an entitled mind frame, but like a curious mind frame. Okay, so this is up. Is this like, you know, what do I need to do? So then I've actually got a list of questions here that I'll post in the um, with the replay. But the first question that I always ask myself when the scale's higher than I expect it to be, because that still happens to me, um, like that day that I showed you, I knew I was expecting it to be higher, but there are days where I think, like my kind of thought is, oh, that's like, I don't ever think, oh, I'm doing everything right. This is what isn't working. But I, there are days where I'm kind of like, oh, really? Like I wasn't expecting that. Um, so the, the things that I think through are like, look, I think back to the previous dance, like the first question I always ask myself was like, was I randomly snacking or picking when I was cooking or just tidying up? And oftentimes when I think back, I'll be like, oh yeah, that was me like, you know, tasting this and snacking on those, like, grabbing those knots. And there was me like, swigging cream out of the jug like when I was putting it in my tea like you know when I think about that that's often the number one thing and I go oh hang on okay um so that's the first question I ask myself the second question I ask myself is like like I just get really honest and I go well like did I listen to my tummy at meal times was I paying attention um and not just like did I leave food on my plate because you can leave food on your plate and still overeat like the amount of food on the plate is arbitrary it's like your tummy telling you what's um what's going on um so that's 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 the first one um that's the second one is like did I did I really like how did my tummy feel after I ate and how did it feel like a couple of hours later like you know just just being honest with myself around around that so just to figure out like did I have too much food um and then the other the third question I asked myself was is like you know how was my digestive health and sometimes that's the first question <laughs> um you know so was it was it am I am I a bit fucked up you know that that's a, another thing and then the other thing I look at is like did I have a lot of carbs did I have a lot of salt did I have a lot of alcohol did I not have enough protein um and from those, I can usually, it's very rare for it still to be a mystery to me. Like usually I can pinpoint, oh yeah, you know, oh actually Glenn cooked his Japanese steak and it's got so much salt in it. And so, yeah, I did listen to myself. I wasn't picking and grazing, but I did have a fair bit of that. I, like I did feel satisfied after that steak, but I just know that when I have all that soy sauce, it does, it was the salt, you know, and so I can diagnose there. And then one from that price of where you kind of think you've got a diagnosis is like, I just asked myself, you know, what do I want to do differently today? So I'm not going to be having Glenn's steak again, like just continue on as normal. Or maybe it's like, okay, well, I need to get on top of that random snacking, Like, what was causing me to do that? And, you know, just, just set the intention for the day. Okay. I'm going to be like just a bit more mindful about that. And if I have the urge to snack, I'm going to coach myself on, on that. And I don't ever go, oh, I need to restrict and I need to stop eating so much. Like I, it's, it's like this kind, curious, me being my friend with myself. Okay, what are we going to do differently today, Jules? It's like, you know, we're both on board here together. Like it's not, it's a, it's a supportive thought um, kind of thing that, 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 that happens. Um, so yeah, I've just written down here, like, which is a, a phrase I got from um, Melanie, who was in the January last year group. And one of her things is like curiosity, not condemnation, because when you're condemning it, like either beating yourself up or saying it's not fair, you aren't open to the lessons. And so you just want to be like, oh, okay, if you are beating yourself up, just hang on, we don't have to do that. It's actually not going to be helpful. What can we learn instead? And how can I be curious? Um, yeah. Okay, Catherine's asked, is there a guideline starting point for enough protein? And 
um, it's really hard to give quantities, Catherine, because it depends on like how many meals you're eating a day, how active you are, like, you know, like your current body size. Like, so, so really like kind of no, I don't like to, to, but I can tell you what I eat. And so like, I'm going to have lunch today. I'm going to cook some eggs that um, Kira gave me an idea for like these tomato, tomato eggs. And so I'm going to have, I'm going to have four, four eggs for, I'll cook four eggs for my lunch and I haven't had anything to eat for breakfast. I'll probably, I'll see how I go. Like I might leave some of the eggs, but I might eat all, all of them. Like it'll, but I'll either eat three or four eggs at lunch today. And then we're having um, mapo tofu for dinner. So it's like pork mince and tofu. And I actually, like, I don't weigh it. I'd have no idea how much it's going to be, but maybe it's like, 200 grams like what's that seven ounces but it would definitely be at least five ounces but probably more like seven I don't I I really don't know because I don't I just trust that like my tummy's going to guide me on how much to have like that's that's really it and I know that like so yeah like it's a good really good question Catherine I'm glad you asked that so like just you know like when I say having enough protein it's like what just helps you feel satisfied. And I know that that'll be enough to help me um, feel satisfied. So, yeah, like that's just – and, and just treat it as an experiment. Like so, yeah, like if you, you're not eating even half of that, like try have try having four eggs at lunchtime one day and see how that feels. Like, And it might be like, oh, my God, that's too much food. And also just look at what you're having with it because I'm going to have the eggs. I'm going to have some salad with it and um, some of these delicious pepperoni pickles. <laughs> um, and the tomatoes and um, a sauce, like, so it's, it's going to be mostly the eggs. Like, it's not like I'm having a lot of other food. I'm not having toast with it and I'm not having, you know, whatever with it. So, yeah, just do an experiment and see, like, what happens if I eat, like my chicken experiment the other night, like, what happens if I eat this big chicken breast? And, you know, like, you'll get the, the signal. And also you're just paying, just paying attention. Like, it's all about experimenting and, and, um, and, yeah, but just seeing what works for you and what feels good and just noticing like, oh, when I have this much chicken and I stop when I feel here, then, uh, you know, that's like, like I'm noticed that I feel really satisfied for the rest of the day kind of thing. Um, and the other thing to be really mindful with is, is and why I don't like giving quantities is because your body changes like every day. So that day, day when I had diarrhea, like I was so much more hungry and I ate more more food because my body needed it because it hadn't absorbed the nutrients that I'd given it the day before so like um yeah like just be mindful of that there's that that you your body like your actual energy requirements your body's requirements for things it changes based on your digestive health and how much your body's absorbed from that food like and if you you'll I'll notice like if I'm a bit blocked up that I'm, my appetite isn't so just we have this system of appetite regulation it's actually really magical and oh we it's there for us it's free we don't have to weigh it or count it or do anything with it it's it takes zero time it's just like checking in with our tummy like just checking in with our tummy and when you learn that skill like when you learn to trust your tummy and learn how to like silence your brain and just tune into that tummy like it it really makes a big difference 
Yeah, Jane's, Joan says, I try to guess the weight before I hop on the scale based on how I feel. Yeah, like, like that can be fun. Like if you can make it into a game, like that's always a, a cool idea. I'm usually pretty close. Yeah, but I bet there'll be some days, Joan, Joan where you, when, um, when you're not. Okay, so other sneaky thoughts, just we've just got a few more minutes. Um, so I said like, you know, it's not working. Like, so that's another big derailing thought that comes up for people is like, oh, you know, the scale's not going down. It's not working, right? And again, like true, <laughs> if we're getting, our goal is weight loss and the scale is number is going up or across, you could think that it's not working, right? However, like that's not a helpful, again, like this, that frame of mind of if nothing's working, it's not working and don't know what I'm doing. Like that frame of mind isn't helping you to access like to get curious and access solutions. So what we want to do instead is that when your brain tells you it's not working, just go, hey, thanks for that brain. Like that's actually not so helpful. Obviously, obviously okay, like how can I be curious? Like what can I, what is there for me to learn here? And you know, maybe it's that you need to reach out for coaching. Maybe it's that you go through those curious questions and you 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 and just remember that like you're learning new skills, like the weight's supposed to fluctuate up and down. It's not, and you're supposed to get it wrong in the beginning. And that's how we're going to learn. Like, just remember that image of like a child learning to walk. Like they're just, they're, they're never saying, falling down and going, well, this isn't working, you know, like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm just going to quit. Like they're like getting up again. And it's that getting up that, and that practice that makes, builds their muscles that makes them strong enough and gives their balance so that they are able to walk. So it's all part of the process. So you overeating, like you trying, learning to trust yourself around ice cream, cookies, you know, and then overeating some cookies. You don't go, this is never going to work for me. Like, you know, it's not working. What you go is, oh, look at me, like trying to learn to trust myself around cookies. Okay. What can I do differently next time? Like, this is just like the, that's just, you know, the, the mindset that we want to take. Okay. Do I have any other sneaky thoughts? Um, oh, another one that comes up is like, you know, I can't, like if you, if you like eat at restaurants and then your weight is up the next day, like you don't want to like have this thought that, oh, I can't eat at restaurants. Like, you know, um, because my weight's going to be up or if I go, go to restaurants, then my weight is going to be up because I go to restaurants all the time. And my weight was actually quite a bit down, like because of the alcohol thing that we, I discussed. But if you go to restaurants and you're eating more than you need, or there's more salt, whatever, like, yes, the weight will go up, but it just, you don't want to draw that conclusion that I, if I eat at restaurants, then it has to go up, right? Because it is possible for you to eat at restaurants and listen to your tummy and take away your nice big con- takeaway container and, and not gain weight when, you, when you're doing it. So just that is probably the last one for today. So no new homework today. It's just really like, let's double down on the skills that we're doing and next week we're going to be getting excited about stopping when we've had enough so thanks everyone have a gorgeous gorgeous week and i will catch you next week okay bye